Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. There are 41,666,667 messages shared by WhatsApp users around the world every minute. There's 404,444 hours of video streaming just by Netflix users around the world. There are 1,388,889 video and voice calls made by people around the world every minute. The estimated data growth in the year 2021 was approximately 1.134 trillion megabytes of data every single day. Some of the predictions that organizations like Stratista and IDC are making is that in 2025, there'll be 463 zettabytes of data created on a daily basis. Data volume creation and consumption in 2024 will be 149 zettabytes. If a person on the internet produces 1.7 megabytes per second of data, how much data is created every day per person? The answer would be 146,880 megabytes per day per person. This is the amount of data a single internet user produces in a day, uh, though the figure is a bit modest. All these numbers clearly show that uh, data is going to play a very important role in every single human being's life in the future. And organizations and enterprises that manage data well are going to have a competitive advantage over other organizations. So it is high time that enterprises start looking at uh, management of data. All this I told you because I wanted to uh, introduce the concept of data fabric today uh, in today's episode. So what is data fabric? So let's first understand the concept of fabric itself. A fabric is like a layer that is applied on top of something. So, you know, there's an application fabric that refers to the underlying infrastructure that supports the deployment and management of applications, such as cloud platform or container orchestration, service meshes, etc. A network fabric refers to the interconnection of multiple network devices, such as switches and routers, and to provide a flexible, scalable, and resilient network infrastructure. So, everything related to networks. A security fabric refers to a comprehensive security architecture that integrates multiple security technologies and policies across an organization's network, cloud, and endpoint devices. And then similarly, you have a compute fabric, a cloud fabric, an identity fabric, which refers to the underlying infrastructure that supports the management and authentication of identity and access in an organization, such as identity and access management systems. Similarly, we have what you call the data fabric. The data fabric refers to a technology architecture for managing and integrating data from multiple sources and in different formats to make it more accessible and usable for various applications and stakeholders. 
It provides a seamless, flexible, and scalable infrastructure for data management and exchange, um, enabling organizations to build a unified view of their data and drive insights, innovation, and competitiveness. And this is a big problem these days. Uh, tremendous amount of data is being generated. And I'm not talking about what I talked about earlier. Earlier, I was talking about WhatsApp messages and social media and voice calls and video calls and all the kind of data that is being generated by individual people around the world. This data that I'm talking about is business data, a business data such as all the products that you have in a pharma company, for example. You would have so many uh, pharma products that you're working on, right? And usually a pipeline is not very big, but there are so many, pro uh, so many uh, products which have promise. And then these products sometimes fail. But all this data is not lost. It might fail in meeting the intended purpose, but there are so many other purposes that data can bring in. So for example, if you're trying to build a medicine for, let's say, cardiac arrest, and there's a potential of that medicine becoming a painkiller, uh, that medicine may have failed as a, a heart ailment medicine, but it has the, the promise of becoming a, a successful painkiller, and so on and so forth. So there's a tremendous amount of data that every organization and enterprise is sitting on, right? How you leverage this data, how you manage this data, how you turn this data into a gold mine is what would define the competitive advantage and the, the potential of an organization and an enterprise. Now, there are so many different concepts related to the data fabric that we must understand. We have data integration, we have data lakes, which refers to a large and centralized repository that holds a vast amount of raw and structured and unstructured data. There's data warehouse, there's data mesh, which refers to a decentralized architecture for managing data as a product with clear ownership, governance, and evolutionary processes. There's enterprise data management, there is information management, there's metadata management, master data management, so many uh, concepts which are related to data management. In my previous episode, I was talking about artificial intelligence and I was talking about creation of data and I was saying that eventually data privacy is going to become a bit of a myth uh, simply because there's so much amount of data that is being generated about us that the only way that you can maintain data privacy would be to hide in obscurity. To So much data is going to get created eventually that uh, that you hide in all of that data and nobody really finds you. But otherwise, data privacy is a myth, is what I was talking about. And I did mention in the passing that eventually we are going to see one single data source for everything, right? When, uh, let's say in an enterprise, today we have so many different databases, so many uh, different sources of data, and, and data gets transformed, and data gets migrated, and data gets uh, upgraded, and data gets cleaned and cleansed, and there are so many things that we do on the data. But, but we don't manage data as one entity we manage data in its uh, in its silos so to speak right every application every business process uses and manages and transforms the data that it needs but we don't have a a big picture view of the entire uh, set of data that an organization owns and manages so data fabric gives you that view and when i was earlier talking about one data source, I did not really mean one data source as in one single database from where all the data will come in. What I mean is there may be a hundred data sources. There may be a uh, hundred forms in which the data exists. There might be, it might be structured data. It might be unstructured data. It might be 
text-based data, such as social media content and what have you. And it might be big data, it might be image data, video data, all kinds of data. But what the data fabric does is it provides a single point of access to all different data sources, to all different uh, data formats, to all different forms and, and structures of data. Which brings us to the question of what are the different tools that can be used uh, to create and manage this data fabric? You'd have to look into data integration tools, uh, software for extracting and transforming and loading data from multiple sources into a data fabric. Examples could include Apache, NiFi, or Talend, or Informatica Power Center. Data governance tools, because if we are creating and managing this much data, somebody needs to keep an eye on the quality of the data, etc. Data governance tools, software for managing data policies, processes, qualities, such as Calibra or Alteryx. Data cataloging and discovery tools. These are software for locating and describing data assets and relationships. So how are you going to find what you need uh, in this big mesh of multiple data sources and formats and what have you? For all of this, you would require data cataloging and discovery tools. We have tools such as Alation and AWS Glue. And then we have data security and data privacy tools, uh, software for protecting data from unauthorized access and use. Now, while I say that data privacy is a myth, but we have to continue to try to protect the data the best that we can. And uh, tools such as Apache Ranger or Apache Atlas are some of the tools that can be considered. Well, there are a host of tools. If you look for data privacy tools, um, ask ChatGPT or ask Google or what have you, you'll find a list. And then we have data virtualization tools, uh, software for abstracting data from the underlying source and presenting it as a unified data layer, essentially tools such as Power BI or SAP HANA or Tenodo, Informatica Data Services, VMware vCloud Director, and so on and so forth. There's a whole list of these, these data virtualization tools. And then you have data analytics tools uh, like Tableau or Power BI again or Apache Spark and, and so on to visualize all this data, create graphs and, and pie charts and what have you. And with the metaverse coming, these tools are going to uh, drastically change uh, in how we visualize our data. And then we have data management platforms um, such as AWS, or Google Cloud Platform, and Microsoft Azure, etc. And then we have NoSQL databases, databases designed to store and manage large amounts of unstructured and semi-structured data, such as MongoDB, Cassandra, Amazon, DynamoDB. The list goes on. And this is a, a, a very, very interesting field if you really think about it. The last concept that I'll talk about associated to data fabric is master data management. Master data management is closely associated with data fabric as it helps to ensure the quality, consistency, and accuracy of the data that is integrated into the data fabric, right? Um, MDM provides a centralized approach for managing and maintaining golden records. The focus area here is master data and not all data. So, a golden records of an organization's critical data assets such as customer, product, supplier information, and so on. In the context of data fabric, MDM can provide many benefits. So you've got data standardization, obviously. You've got one single uh, standard for all uh, golden data. It helps standardize data definitions, values, and formats, etc. Data reconciliation. MDM helps to resolve duplicate and, and conflicting data records, ensuring that the data fabric contains a single version of the truth. You've got customer data in multiple databases and, and you don't know which one is the accurate one. So 
you know, master data management helps you reconcile all of that. And then you've got data governance. Uh, master data management can support uh, data governance processes and policies, ensuring that the data in the data fabric is compliant with data privacy and security re- regulations. And then you have data lineage. MDM can help you trace the history of data transformations and operations providing visibility into data and how it evolves over time in the data fabric. So so very, very interesting field. And there's only so much that I can talk about uh, about the data fabric in a single episode of, of my podcast. But if there is enough interest in the topic, we can probably individually look at each topic within the data fabric and explore it. One last thing that I would like to talk about in this before I close the podcast is what we need to do is uh, take all of the enterprise data and create a fabric. And I don't want to call it enterprise architecture fabric because that just sounds cliched, but create a single source of data. And and the TOGAF framework within the data architecture provides guidance to how to create a single source, uh, a single data fabric within an enterprise that provides information not just about the enterprise, but also about various data systems that exist within the organization. So I would like to explore this area more, and I'm an enterprise architect. I've specialized on the application architecture side, and I've specialized a little bit on the technology architecture side, but data architecture is something that I've not really deep-dived into. So if there are any data architecture experts out there, people who have specialized in data visualization, data virtualization, master data management, what have you, things that we've talked about today, feel free to get in touch with me and we can probably make a make a podcast out of it you know talk about your area of specialization and and somehow link it to enterprise architecture and see how everything falls in place that's all i have for you today folks i hope you enjoyed the show more about organizational agility innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world in the business right here on the show but before i end the show i want you to help me out with this one little thing Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, We also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. The URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprisearchitectureradio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, We are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.